Today's program is brought to you by Heritage Foods USA, the nation's largest distributor of heritage breed pigs and turkeys. For more information, visit heritagefoodsusa.com. My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Welcome back to Roberta's Radio. We're here on HeritageRadioNetwork.org as we are every single Tuesday night from 7 to 7.45, miraculously so. Last week we had a serious conversation about wine. The week before that we learned about the Thanksgiving history, the real history of Thanksgiving. And um, tonight, finally, we are uh, lucky enough to have another segment of Falco Talk. So without further ado, Anthony Falco. 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 Talk. Thank you very much, Jack. Oh, man, it's really great to be back. It's been a while. Been yeah, a, it has been a while, huh? It's been a few shows. I'm, uh, How you doing? I've been, I've been great. How was your Thanksgiving? You know, it, it was much better having learned the real story. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, actually, I have to go back to the uh, archives and, and do your and homework. And yeah. do a little We're actually going to get the Christmas story from Chef Eric next week, too. Oh, that's, that's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, I had a good time off for Thanksgiving. I went to Texas, ate a lot of tacos. Um, you know, it was fun. What's the best place to get a taco in Texas? Oof. I mean, I was just in Austin, um, so I can speak for that. And, I mean, <clears throat> dang, there's some good places. Torchy's has some really good tacos. They have a wide range of excellent tacos. Uh, we had um, also some great barbecue. Micklethwaite's. It's that cute little trailer on the east side. It was really great. You know, I should, we should uh, we'll, we'll we'll get back in here. You know, we should talk more about the Texas food scene yeah, at some point. Do a taco show. Well, you know, because uh, there's well some big news. Roberta's Texas related news that could be coming up. We're gonna we'll leave that for another show. Um, so uh, I'm really excited today about this show that we have going on right now. Um, I'm excited for our guest, and I'd like to introduce him without further ado, uh, Mr. Kerry Black. Hello, sir. Hello. Good to see you again. Always a pleasure. Uh, Kerry is the uh, co-founder of Superfly Productions. Um, you may know them for their epic music festival, Bonnaroo, in Manchester, Tennessee, among many other things, which we're going to go into. Um, but since this is Falco Talks... We're going to start with our first question, as we do all Falco Talks, with the question, what, and I'm, I know you're prepared. It's a very important question. I know you're prepared for this. <laughs> Indeed. What is your favorite pizza? Ah, uh, yes. Well, um, I definitely tend towards the classics since I grew up here. Um, my top of, the, top of the chart would be Totono's in Coney Island. There's just nothing like it. That is correct. <laughs> yes, I got it right. Wow, yeah, that, that, this is our first. You did it. I'm, I'm on a roll. I'm keep <laughs> wow. it going. End the show. That's that's about it. Yeah, awesome. I mean, there's nothing like it. Just for even the whole trip going to Coney Island. Cookie, <laughs> you gotta love Cookie. Yeah, Cookie's amazing. She's a blast. Boss you around a little bit. Yeah. Put you in your place. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they close at 8 p.m. Yeah, a little unorthodox. And they might run out of dough, dough, but you gotta just take yeah. a chance. Yeah. And uh, one of my favorite parts too is you know they. Um, you know, they, the wine there isn't isn't necessarily the best. It's like the little airplane <laughs> bottles. So we always like mix it with Coke, do the Spanish thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. While we're eating our pizza, it's a uh, it's always a great little trip. I I love Titanos. That is absolutely probably. I mean, that's probably my favorite in New York. When you when you Grand take in everything, like. you know what I'm saying. When you take everything in, uh-huh. is it you know. Is it the highest quality level of ingredients? I don't know. I mean, it's probably it's pretty high quality. It's not the yeah, lowest. I think so. Um, you know, is the service and the uh, atmosphere the best? I don't know, <laughs> but great in its own way. But history, I, it's the, classic. The photos on the wall even are just yeah, so they're great, inc- incredible. And the thing that I really love is the uh, the topping, uh, the topography. Right, you have like splotches of cheese, splotches of sauce. You've got like little parmesan that that comes up. They scatter up too close to the crust. 
It's so, like a choose-your-own-adventure game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty pizza, too. If you've never been out to Coney Island for Titano's Pizza, guys, make the trip. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a classic New York pizza. Yeah, it must do. Yeah. You know, from there I go probably to Farah's. Okay. Um, you know, just a classic. I mean, just watching him work is... Is, is a thing of beauty. Yeah. I mean, I always <laughs> even, say that there's... it takes three hours to get the pizza. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, when I, when I first went to DeFaro's too, I was like, uh, they're like, oh yeah, it, might, it takes like hours. You're going to have to wait. And I was like, oh man, there's going to be... And I was like, oh, this is cool. There's only like f- six people in line. But no, that you still have to wait hours. It's <laughs> exactly. not because there's hundreds of people lined up. It's because he's so... It's not even that he's slow. It's he's... Meticulous. He's... I... I like I'm not gonna say demented but I'm just say forgetful like you know he's like he starts cutting some basil and then he's like okay well oh I'm gonna put some oil on this and then he's like oh goes back to the oven and then like you know his his kid comes up and asks for some money so he stops and gives him some money and can't rush genius no he's all over but you know it's worth alone going for the spectacle of watching him no doubt pull pizzas out with his bare hands yep (laughs) Human and, oven mitts. And you know, I don't know if you know this, but they, they do now pizza parties. You can, like, basically, you know, get two hours, and he just sits there and makes unlimited pies for you in that time. We it's should do incre- that. Yeah. I've, I've, do done, that? I've done it a couple of times already. Okay. It's pretty amazing. We should maybe set one up. Yeah. You know, maybe after the holidays and stuff, yeah, yeah. and it's, like, kind of ch- dismal, chill. <laughs> we need some pizza cheering up. I think that's... Yeah, we should definitely do that. Tafara's, Titano's. Ladies and gentlemen, these are some classic picks. Good here. answers. Yeah. Yeah. And my uh, and then my favorite slice place is, of course, Joe's Pizza. Oh my God, no, that's the trifecta. <laughs> Aced it. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, that, that one's a little. <laughs> We're going crazy in here. Uh, <laughs> the, my head is spinning. <laughs> I'm a little biased on that one since I grew up on two slices a day. I, I grew up about yeah, four right or five blocks, yeah, from, you, yeah. from, uh, from where I grew up. So, and it was it was always funny back then. It was you know it was basically the war. You were either on the Joe's side or on John's. Yeah, like it was one way or the other. Well, John's doesn't Joe's do guy. slices either, right? Is it's it true, that John's? True. Yeah, yeah. And then you know what else? Every once in a while, and I don't know if it, they still make the list, but they used to. Um, I remember like probably like 10 years ago they were always on the list was Bleecker Street Pizza yeah what? who did they pay off <laughs> who are they blowing to get on the top I, 10 list yeah I was never that uh, sold on that one either but I think Joe's is absolutely because I mean it's a combination of two things the uh, the slice the level of quality in slice just slice pizza in New York has is just plummeted it's yep, terrible totally and then you have basically the dollar slice kind of have come in and picked off all the weak <laughs> other slice places so i mean there's really not too many left and then but it even if there were they are top of the class yeah and i think what, what makes it the best is that it is you know so popular it's the freshness it's like you every pretty much every time you go in there it's fresh pie coming out and that makes, makes it so important you know a lot of these other places you go to and you're Getting a reheated slice and it just changes the game. Completely. Yeah. Well, I mean, it also it helps that they have a cheese pie, a pepperoni pie. I don't even know if they have pepperoni pie. I think they put it on if you if, if you, you want. want it. Yeah, exactly. And then they got Sicilian slices, and that's yeah. it. These are the fresh mozz too. Oh, the fresh yeah. mozz pie. Yeah. I usually just go for one plain and one Sicilian. Yeah. I'm and just, a Coke. I just go for two plain myself. Yeah. Oh, that's Jeez. a good. Killer. All right. Well, that's uh, that's going to be hard to top there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Man, what about like out of town pizza though? Oh yeah, I mean you're a well traveled man. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, definitely um, a fan of. Um, gosh, why am I spacing on his name? He used to have the place here that Motorino took over. Uh, that would be uh, uh, Anthony uh, Mangieri. Yes. Yeah, Una Pizza Napolitana. He's now exactly. in San Francisco. Indeed. Yes. I went there not too long ago. It was still in San Francisco. Still, yeah, yeah. Oh, how still is pre- it? Still pretty epic. He's he's a he's a you know a, a unique character in the world of pizza. Yes, he's. I mean, nobody is really doing it at the level of. He is serious. Singular passion as he is. <laughs> he is about as serious as it gets. <laughs> he he hand mixes all his dough. And I don't know how many people here. I mean, and then like, you know, I don't know. He's only open for dinner. I mean, it's it's busy. So he's, yep. he, I'm sure he's doing between 200, maybe 300 pizzas a night. But if you've ever tried to hand mix a batch of 200 uh, pizza doughs, it's, it sucks. Yeah. I have. It sucks. <laughs> I would not want to do that every night. No. Um, but it's no thanks. it's a dedication the guy has. Uh, I have nothing but respect for him. Yeah, no doubt. From one pizza Anthony to another, 
You know, I, this is not an out-of-town one, but uh, I just went to um, a place this weekend that I thought was really good. Uh, Emily. Oh, yeah. Roberta's. Yeah, that's Matt Hyland. He used to work here at Roberta's. Cool. Really right nice on. guy. I just yeah. saw him recently. I thought it was really solid. I got to go back and try it a few more times to see where it really lands on the echelon. But uh, I thought yeah. it was really good. And although, surprisingly enough, you know, almost maybe even better than the pizza. Their, their burger is sensational as I've well. seen pictures of the burger. It looks freaking epic. Yeah. Yeah, no it's dry aged, beefy. It looks really it's good. Really yummy. He's a good cook. He's a. I mean, it's a. I've seen a lot of stuff on that menu, and it looks. It looks really good. Um, and then we've had a guest on here before. We had Adam Kubin on, who does a pop up there, Margot's Pizza. Cool. He know. does like a bar, Midwestern bar style pizza there, super thin crust. It's like uh, on the day that Emily is closed. So nice. It's cool. I like the whole vibe too, with just the neon sign. Pizza loves Emily. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's nice and simple. Yeah, he's a nice guy. Um, we'll have to have him on here soon. Um, so it would, what about, uh, I want to take it back to like, you know, how you got into Superfly starting this company, this awesome company, um, who just for the record, uh, Roberta's full disclosure here, people <laughs> we have worked with for years now going on three years. Yeah. Three, yeah. four years. This is four I years. Yeah. Yeah. Four years. Like. Yeah. Um, Bonnaroo for three years. Uh, we did two years of Guga Mooga. Um, and we're, you know, we're big fans. We see eye to eye at a lot of levels with Superfly, a very, very cool uh, company. And it was uh, it was in New Orleans that you started it. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I, was, I was actually still in Tulane at the time and was basically just uh, a music freak. Yeah. Which is basically what got me into it. Um, one of my uh, good friends uh, started uh, helping out a friend at uh, Tipitina's famous club down there um and uh they needed someone with a car (laughs) who could help put up posters and flyers guy with a car guy was the guy with the car (laughs) um uh to help get in you know to to get into shows for free and so that's kind of how i you know sort of the the core um got started and then uh we wanted to leave in and do our own thing so we uh found a warehouse space and we brought everything in and just kind of went for it did some shows take funk to heaven mardi gras 97 sweet (laughs) Um, where we had Maceo Parker, George Porter, Galactic, Funky Meters. Wow. Uh, and, uh, you know, just we got really lucky. It became kind of like the thing to do at Tulane and uh, did really well, made a little bit of money and just kind of kept it rolling. And uh, really, you know, I think our bread and butter has always been sort of doing things around the big times of year and making sort of a bigger production out of things, not just being, you know, normal promoters trying to really always make things, you know, yeah, interesting I mean, I, and creative and, and, and bigger than just, you know, putting bands on a stage. So Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of the booking you guys do is always kind of, I mean, at this point, you know, you guys are booking world, literally world-class acts. Um, but there's a vibe, you know, that, that's the other half of it, right? Yeah, I think, I think it just comes from our passion about it. We're all, you know, just such music geeks. And yeah. it comes out when you when you see our stuff, you know, and that's turned into, you know, being really into... <clears throat> food and drink and art and all these other things. And, yeah. you know, it's like this, we, we think of these, the festivals as like huge art projects. And that's, you know, what we love is like every year just trying to tweak them, make them better and have new things, keep them interesting. You know, for us, it's like, we couldn't just do the same things every year. We, even just for our own sanity, we, we don't love to just be creative and work with cool people. So every year we're just trying to make them better and better. Um, so yeah. How did you get to now? This is something I've always kind of been curious about and I'm, I don't know. So I'm asking you because I don't know. <laughs> is um, You're from New York City. Yeah. Um, you went to uh, school in New Orleans. And then Manchester, Tennessee. Because not, <laughs> not exactly a hot spot of uh, culture or music or anything. Well, now, now, that, now it is. Well, <laughs> now, yes, of course. Um, but before you made it that way, uh, how did uh, how did that come into the picture? And how so, did the first Bonnaroo come together? Yeah, yeah. So when we were, you know, had decided we were, you know, kind of trying to do a festival, we, um, you know, looked at the landscape at the time. There was Coachella on the West Coast. Um, and uh, there was a few festivals on the East Coast. But there was nothing really in the middle, of, nothing much, nothing big anyway in the middle of the country. When was this? Uh, this was 2002. Oh. Hmm. Uh, was when we did our first year of Bonnaroo. Um, and, um, so we were probably when we were looking, you know, 2001, probably. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, we really wanted to do a camping festival. We were really inspired by a lot of the festivals in Europe. Um, and, uh, you know, we thought that the middle of the country was great because if we're doing a camping festival, you want, 
you know, there's just so many people. People can drive from all over the country. Like, what are so some central. of the what are some of the big camping festivals in Europe? Uh, you know, Glastonbury is okay. kind of the granddaddy. Yeah. Um, That's one where everybody's wearing the uh, the big mud boots. Right? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's really an incredible experience. You should go check it out. I mean, it's yeah. granddaddy for a reason. It's, uh, it, it's, it's so interesting the way they do it. You know, uh, you know, Americans, you can't separate from their cars, but there, you know, it's all, all the parkings outside and all the camping is kind of interspersed throughout the, throughout Whoa. the ground. So you could be like camping next to the main stage or buy some, <laughs> Wild. you know, freaky hippie making ca- uh, coffee or whatever, you know, it's just yeah. all kinds of crazy stuff going on out there. Huh. Um, and, um, you know, there's Roskiel does another great one. Okay. Uh, in Denmark. Yeah. Um, but there's, you know, there's tons. I mean, there's, God, I was this, this summer I was in, uh, London and I was, I was hearing that there's over 400 festivals in England alone every summer. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, a pl- like a place like that, you've got to kind of get it while you can when it's summer. Yep. Indeed. <laughs> you know, the weather maybe breaks for a little bit and, you know, it's the time to do it. No doubt. Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, you know, and so that, that middle of the country area is where we, you know, we just liked that it was, you know, so approachable from so many different uh, places in the country. And, uh, you know, we, so we were looking at things all over, you know, Georgia, Louisiana, um, obviously Tennessee, um, Georgia. We looked at a bunch of different spaces. And, um, you know, while we were looking at, I think, one in Atlanta, um, someone there was just like, hey, you guys should check out this uh this place in you know in manchester tennessee because there actually was another festival on mm. this farm on this property a couple of years before bonnaroo okay called ichiku ichiku <laughs> all right how, how <laughs> didn't last yeah, no uh past the first year Catchy but name but you know <laughs> sometimes it takes more than the name uh yeah so uh unfortunately it didn't it, not, it did not last but uh, i'm glad it happened because you know, without it, we probably wouldn't have never found the site. And, you know, yeah. as soon as we went there, it just kind of felt right. It's right. And you know, one of the beauties is that it's right on I-24. Mm-hmm. We literally have a, they, uh, we have, a, we created an exit off of I-24, which we opened during the festival. So cars like literally come right on the property. Which I is mean, really it, awesome. it's impressive for, for me. I had, I had never been to Bonnaroo before I went there to, um, create a temporary wood-fired pizza restaurant <laughs> in the middle of a field. Um, so I was really focused. Hope you like a challenge. <laughs> on, yeah. I was just focused on doing that. And so, you know, I really didn't even check it out until, the, like, the third day. I didn't even walk away from my little sphere that I was in. But it, it just it blew my mind, the scope of it, of just, like, how huge it is. And it is really in a beautiful part of the country. Like that yeah. part of Tennessee is gorgeous, and uh, it's on a you know the wonderful property. You got some great old trees and stuff. Um, I mean, it was really cool. But I mean, to me, though, the thing that just blew me away was it's like a city. Ah, no doubt. We're we're creating a city for eighty thousand people for the weekend. You know, it's 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 intense. You know, it's much different from the summer uh, the city festivals. I mean, having to take care of people twenty four seven, have bathrooms and anything they need medical for that whole yeah. time. You know, it's. It's definitely intense. We have an amazing team that most most of the, you know our main department heads have been with us since year one, and we have just have like this incredible team who are you know just, you know the best in the business. And, yeah, um, that was definitely one of the other things that immediately struck me was when I was there, and I was like, I needed something to happen, and someone I was asking someone who was in operations, and I was like, well, can we can we do this? I need like, can we pull power from here? We had it over there, and they were like. We can do anything. <laughs> like we, we. It's whether we want to do it or not, but we can do anything. There's a, you know, I mean, you guys have like a whole carpentry shop. You have welders. You've like, I mean, you have everything. Yeah. Heavy equipment, moving earth, moving equipment. I mean, it, it's amazing. And yeah, they um, they sometimes hate me because I come up with all sorts of really ridiculous ideas, uh, and they need to make them, and then they make them happen, which is really incredible. But. You know, hey, dude, that's well. that's your job. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool thing to do. Um, so, th- what year? This is uh, Bonner twenty fifteen coming up. What's which? Uh, which year is this? So we're going to year fourteen. Whew. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. What was year one even like? <laughs> uh, it was a whirlwind. Um, definitely lucky you got through that one uh, with no major <laughs> incidents. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was wild. I mean, it, you know, just running around like our with our, like chickens with our heads cut off. You know, I mean. Uh, we, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing though. The vibe that first year was incredible. Like, even though, you know, we were, you know, figuring out stuff on the fly to a certain extent, um, 
uh, you know, all the fans who were there were so happy to be there and like just so cool about everything that it just made it it made it really easy. Um, obviously, we have uh, you know we we uh, um, put together a great team too that that uh, realized our vision because we certainly didn't know how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it was it was just really special, and I just I'll never forget that that first night. You know, looking out at seventy thousand people. So I mean, it was that big from wow. the beginning. Yeah, it was. It was crazy. I mean, that first year, you know, I think we were hoping to do, you know, twenty thousand or something like that, um, and uh, we sold out seventy thousand tickets in about nineteen days, and we're just completely blown away. <laughs> oh, um, and luckily, luckily, it sold out that quickly, so we actually had, you know, some time to <laughs> get yeah. it figured out. Yeah, you're like, okay, we can actually <laughs> maybe buy some of this stuff now. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, well, congratulations. I mean, it's it's like it's a. Uh, I mean, it's a global event. I mean, I, like I said, I was really just kind of blown away. It was like a giant city where, like, um, the mayor is, like, the also the richest man in town, and he got his money from starting the local acid factory. <laughs> it was a kind of the vibe that I got from it, but, you know, um, maybe that's just me. I don't know. That was <laughs> um, but so, Roberta's, we've been there for, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but we've been there for three years the Dude. first year we were making, we had wood fired oven. We were making wood fired pizza. We were making fresh mozzarella every day. Crazy in a hotel <laughs> down the street. It was fucking insane, dude. Like I would get up, I slept for like two hours a night in a tent, and then would go back to this commissary kitchen and make uh, dough. I mean, I had an incredible, incredible team of people with me who were all on a lot of drugs. <laughs> but, I, I got great interviews from that. Year. Oh, man. Yeah. Would you I'd have any of those somewhere. I don't, know if, find I don't know, those. know if we can play them to the public. Uh, there's one guy we had who's not, he's not the same since then. I'm going to shout him out. Ben Tanzel out there, everyone. He's, <laughs> I, I he's, think I saw that happen. He's yeah. an iconic, uh, Ben Tanzel's an iconic member of the Roberta's team. He's one of the best uh, pizza guys we have, but he... Uh, He's he's never been the same. He's like that Lance character in Apocalypse Now, you know. He's got like the puppy. <laughs> nice. That's how he came out of the back end of a uh, Bonnaroo. <laughs> um, but then after that, we did the. You guys gave us the barn. Yeah, <laughs> which was amazing. Man, it's, um, it's been an amazing collaboration. We and I loved I love seeing how that's grown. Like it's really become like, you know, one of the iconic, you know, fixtures at the festival. I feel like people are just blown away by it every year. It's something really special, um, and it's just been a great collaboration. I mean, it was fun. That first year was... Oh, man. I think it was fun. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Uh, Jack was... I mean, Jack, we've got here our producer, Jack. Full service. Yeah, I have to do one of those. Um, was yeah. it, I mean, like, what was your experience? Like, Jack is, like, instrumental to the barn. I mean, just to add, like, a little anecdote, like, we had no idea what to expect because it all came together kind of late, you know, and then you approached me, Falco, and you're like, we're going to do this, man. Bring full service, you know? So I tell the guys, I'm like, you know, I don't really know what to expect. It was the Fuse Barn... We're turning it into a Christmas club barn, so be ready for anything. It was packed. Like, oh, man. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, we went the first night, I think, till seven. Seven, maybe? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it was funny because it was the first day, because it was the fuse. I don't know. If you've never been to Bonner before, there's like, you know, it's huge, multi-acre farm, and there's all kinds of different stages, and they gave them, give them these really confusing names so that you have no idea where you're <laughs> yes, going or what's the happening. best part. And um, in the middle of it, they call it Cineroo. It's like the downtown of Bonnaroo. And there's this barn. It's like this giant, awesome barn. And before that, it was before we took it over, it was the fused barn. And it was basically a place where you could go and charge your cell phone. So the first day of us trying to throw this epic party, we had like some of the best DJs from New York. We had these artists from all over Brooklyn who had spent, you know, days decorating it. And then the Bonnaroo team had come together and made this incredible light, Christmas light. Unreal. And, and, and so we had done all this work. I mean, really, just all these artists had come together to create this unique, weird thing. And everyone just comes up and they want to charge their cell phone. <laughs> so we were like, man, what did we do? This is going to be weird. But They got over that quick, though, once they oh, dude, got yeah. in there, I think. Once people started kind of like, like – because, you know, I mean, it is like every other part of Bonner is like it's a stage and the act goes on and then they play for – 30 minutes or an hour or an hour and a half sometimes, and then they're done. And this was just 
I mean, it was just like a club. Like yeah, a we dirty... would DJ from like 2 p.m. to 7 a.m. basically, yeah. nonstop. And, and most of us prepared music for like, you know, the chill cell phone charging area. <laughs> <laughs> so when we saw the crowds, we we're like, oh shit, oh, this is going to be a rave. All right, let's go. Oh man, it was, I mean, it was, it was pretty awesome. I yeah, mean, that's, that's one of the things that actually kind of makes Bonnaroo really special is the fact that we can, you know, basically go all night. Yeah. Um, you know, most festivals, you know, you got to leave it by 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. or whatever it is. And that's one thing that, you know, is really special out there is the late night hang is, is yeah. kind of unparalleled. We took the Bonner late night, I think, to a different uh, different level <laughs> at the Christmas barn. <laughs> I remember last year I was there at uh, the sun was up and I was, you know, because my job there is, is a little kind of sometimes it's a little boring. I mean, I'm really just kind of like making sure everything's happening without incident that like you know all the djs have you know some cold beer in the their their green room and that the you know sound is working and secure you know i'm just kind of like just like managing you know i'm just kind of like doing really boring stuff but um so it's the end of the night and i'm just kind of like okay guys let's rip this up and it's seven in the morning and uh Hannibal Burst is in there, and uh, <laughs> nice. we are watching. You know, some some people uh, like just like like he's a, he was relatively sober. I don't know if he had like you know done a set or something recently. Yeah, he probably had. Yeah, I was totally sober, and we were just kind of like, "Hey, man, what's up? I just I saw you at the the, the announcement thing. Your act was really great." And we were just talking, and then uh, I mean, everyone else was just like. They needed to go to bed. <laughs> I have to just shout out uh, from the full service crew, Spliffington, Falco, who you know, oh, yes. put in some marathon sets. Dude, I mean, that guy, you know, I mean, like, I don't know if there is, is there like a, a, a subsect of DJing that's like marathon DJing? Is that like <laughs> He's going to start it. <laughs> we should start a marathon. Yeah. Of some sort. I yeah. Mean, there's got to be a record, you know, because like DJing is like, it, I think in the musical world is unique and that it's almost like, it's almost like kind of like an extreme sport. Like there's like they have rankings. Like there's no like rock and roll band rankings. Like oh, this they're the number one rock and roll band this year. You know, like DJs are ranked, right? Yeah. Like I mean, and they have like I'm pretty sure like Tiesto played for 24 hours straight or something wow. in Las Vegas or something. Um, I think that this is marathon DJing. This is something that you know we should uh, thing. competitive sport. I like it. <laughs> competitive sport. We'll try it out. Bonner 2015 Christmas Barn marathon <laughs> DJing. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, uh, I'm really excited. We're going to be, um, I think we're coming back, right? Yeah, definitely. Oh, cool. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, all right, Jack, good job. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're, now we're coming back. We're yeah, working yeah, we're... on some really awesome stuff. Um, I mean, it's just one of those weird Roberta's things that, you know, makes us weird and awesome as, yeah. as our... Our fearless leader, Brandon Hoy, said at the start of the show, makes us awesome. That's right. <laughs> I'm a little jealous that you have a theme song. This is pretty, pretty cool. It was pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of what would my theme song be. We should have you come back. I mean, I, I mean, this is early in the <laughs> show to already ask you to come back. You should come back and do like a Carrie Black segment and talk about music. Like, you know, and we could get you a theme song. Cool. Yeah, I, I was, think, I was kind of I think thinking, we could make that happen. I was kind of thinking Sweet Head by David Bowie, if you ever heard that song. You could, you'd have to get on the favorites. phone with Bowie and get the rights for us. Totally. Right. Okay, I think that he, I could probably, that. he might actually be able to make that happen now, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, so uh, do you got any kind of uh, secret information for us for Bonner 2015? No, right? It's... Yeah, no, we're we're uh, hard at work on the lineup. It's actually almost complete, so um, you know uh, the announcement is coming soon. So we're really excited, though. Um, you know, uh, I'm definitely excited to to work on the barn. You know, we're of course always trying to tweak things and make things better. I don't know. You know, we're looking to have a whole building out a whole courtyard there. Yes. Possibly having bands this year. I wanted, was thinking maybe getting a couple of New Orleans bands to fit. Awesome. Um, you know the the Snake and Jake's Christmas Club barn theme, which. Is a you know a name we took from our favorite bar in New Orleans. Yeah. Um, so we always love to kind of tie that New Orleans theme in as as much as possible. There was some great ones last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did the brass bands. DJ Quickie Mart. Yep. He was great. Man. Amazing. And his dancers. <laughs> wow. Yeah. They 
were working their asses off. <laughs> I mean, literally, I, their asses almost fell off. They were shaking, so it was amazing. Yeah, now you know, I'm psyched to do more of those parties. You know, uh, I thought the Robe Rage was a, a great success and super fun, and um, want to do more more costume parties and things of that nature. I think will will be fun. That's one thing we're kind of like. You know, making more of a concerted effort these days is to try and do stuff that's a little bit more sort of one-on-one or surprise and delight, you know, rather than like, you know, we have a lot of places where 20, you know, 50,000 people can see a show together. But, you know, sometimes those one-on-one moments can be even more special. You know, we've started last year with bringing out a bunch of, uh, you know, theater people to kind of do some surprise little vignettes throughout the festival and things of that nature. So, you know, really trying to just, you know, find cool new new ways to express. It's a perfect venue for that kind of thing. Yep. Um, so, I mean, we're excited to be involved and in to continue to push the limits. And one day we're going to figure out how to make it snow in there. Oh, my God. Dude, I just saw this <laughs> giant snow globe um, over on, like, uh, Berry Street. And it was like, I was like, literally, I saw this, like, a giant snow globe. There's, like, snow inside. Like, why can't there be a DJ inside there? You know? It's brilliant. We should do it. Definitely. I mean, you got the, we've... We've got the technology. <laughs> Indeed. Let's make it happen. Awesome. So why don't we take a really quick break, and then I think uh, Kerry might might give us some of his favorite music from the past year, no? Yeah, oh, let's do it. Sweet. How's that sound? All right, cool. Well, uh, you guys are listening to Full uh, <laughs> full Service Radio. See, now you got me thinking like Full Service. It's Roberta's Radio. Roberta's! And, uh, if it's your first time tuning in, we're live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe on iTunes. It makes your life very easy. It gets delivered to you for free every week. So we'll listen to a little bit of Rectech, and we'll come right back. This is Roberta's Radio. And just for good measure, I think I think we should roll the Falco talk uh, intro one more time. Falco. 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 Talk. It's all about that bomb. It's a double dose of Falco talk here today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've been a while for uh, we've been away for a while, so you know you got gotta just uh, there's no there's no there's just just me and Carrie are back here, um, and we are going to continue to talk. We'll talk about some music. Um, Carrie is a deep, deeply knowledgeable music fanatic. Music fanatic, right? Self-described. Pretty, pretty much. Um, and unfortunately, since this is radio, uh, you guys can't see, but we both have some seriously epic hair going on. That's true. That's very true. Um, and I, it's about the same length, I'd say. I mean... Yours might be a little bit longer. I don't know. Mine's mine's curly. How, how long have you been going? Uh, how uh, let's see. How long have I been married? Um, five years. <laughs> five years. I think five years I've been going. I've had a couple trims, but five nice. years. I've never I've never cut it in six years. Whoa! Yeah. Wow. That's my dad has not cut his hair in seven years. It's longer than that though. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, 
He's in prison. There's something about the air there that just makes the hair grow faster. It's like you're all that time concentrated. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when he gets out, maybe we'll all get haircuts. I don't there you know. Go. Well, I'll let you know. I'll send you the memo. <laughs> Um, so uh, let's talk about uh, some 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 acts from last year. I mean, you know, what's uh, what's coming up on? I mean, for me, I'm uh, I'm a dad. I'm a busy man. First of all, at Roberta's, they keep me they keep me busy here. <laughs> um, and then you know, I'm a dad. I don't get out to the shows as much as I used to anymore. What's what should I what should I be listening to? Well, uh, you know, from this year, my some of my favorites, probably that the album I listened to most this year was the uh, Todd Terje record. Uh, it's like an like electronic disco-y, but also kind of like 70s fusion. Okay. It's really, really unique, interesting, fun record. Fun. Um, you know, a bunch, bunch, of, uh, bunch of my favorites were not necessarily like very well-known ones. Christopher Denny put out an incredible record. Okay. Have you ever heard him before? Uh, if the Roses Don't Kill Us. It's amazing. Uh, and then this band from L.A. called Deluxe. Okay. Um, really cool sort of talking heads, kind of like more modern Chromio, Chromio influence. Sort of stuff. It's really, really cool. You should check it out. Cool. Have you, did you see uh, them in these guys? Did these act come through New York? Uh, and, uh, they, of course, played here when I was in L.A. Oh, okay. <laughs> so no, I haven't gotten to see them yet, but I, I love the record. Um, yeah, my favorite, we, of course, have to talk about some metal. Yes, absolutely. Um, my favorite metal record of the year is the revocation, new revocation record. Okay. I don't know if you know those guys, but uh-uh. they are just technical um, it's just it's incredible. <laughs> Is it like a more of a speed metal category? Yeah, you would yeah, say it's pretty fast. Awesome. It's it's incredible stuff though. Uh, the new at the gates record. Okay. Um, is also stellar. Um, you know, from there going back into just the general ones, the the jungle record. Okay. Um, I love um, Strand of Oaks, another one that I listened to a ton this year. Um, how much of your day is dedicated to just like listening to new music? Yeah, I was gonna ask. I, I I do it pretty much constantly. I mean, I literally I work to music. Some yeah. people can't do that, but mm-hmm. like I will literally at least you know five or six hours a day. We'll just have music on, so I'm pretty much continuously doing it. Like headphones or speakers? Uh, speakers in my office, yeah, and then you know on the way to work, yeah, and you know. Anytime I'm going out on the train, I mean, I just, I'm always, pretty much always doing it. <laughs> Making pizza uh, to music is really a, a fun <laughs> thing to do. And I just remember when we were opening the new takeout and delivery spot, I uh, I was constantly like, you know, I was coming in and I was like, man, where were you then? And I was like, I really just needed albums to listen because I like to, one of the things about it, Roberta's in the restaurant is we, we can never really play albums, right. you know, because it's a sit down restaurant. So you come in. You know, someone sits down. Maybe they fucking hate that album. You know, they don't like your speed metal. Want to be stuck band. with it? Yeah. So they, they then they order and they they're sitting there. Or they have to sit through the whole album. But uh, that was exciting about opening the takeout and delivery spot was you could play album rock, and they nice. we do play a lot of album rock there because you know the name of what we want you to do is in the restaurant. Like take it away, go away. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> like go. come get your pizza. It's hot. It's delicious. Now go away. And we're going to continue listening. If you want to hang out and listen to the album, that's cool. We're not going to kick you out. Nice. But there's no seats. Well, one record to mention that just dropped uh, is the D'Angelo record. Uh, I oh, have only... you heard it? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's really good. Now, I've, yeah, I've just seen some, some promotional material for it. It's very intense. Yeah, yeah, it's, re- it's really cool. The um, Beyonce sneak attack. Exactly. Wow. Um, that's exciting. Yeah. He that's you know that's crazy. The first time uh, I think it was year one of Roberta's at Bonnaroo is when you guys had D'Angelo uh, yeah, do his first public appearance, and I don't know how 10 long years, yeah. the wow. super jam thing he did. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, I was freaking out when Tell I got to see that. Tell me about these super jams. You know, I mean, this is something I've unfortunately the three years that I was at Bonnaroo, I never got a chance to go to the super jam. Yeah, it's definitely like one of the iconic pieces of bon- uh, of Bonnaroo. Um, where we, you know, put together a bunch of people who never played together before from different bands, uh, and uh, you know, do something new and interesting. We uh, we we started it actually at when we were, you know, at Superfly back uh, before Bonnaroo. Even we were started them in I think '98. Wow. It was actually one of the wow. one of the ways we fi- kind of started getting our first sort of national recognition as a company was. Um, well, uh, through the Super Jams, we did one in particular that was really big uh, in, I think it was 2001, 2000, 2001, um, 
It was uh, Trey Anastasio from Fish, Les Claypool from Primus, and Stuart Copeland from The Police. Oh, wow. And uh, they were so excited about it that they actually named yeah, it. Isn't Oyster- that a... Didn't yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they named it Oysterhead. And, so uh, you're they, responsible for Oysterhead? <laughs> pretty much. Amazing. Yeah, so they ended up naming the band. They did uh, tours afterwards, an album. Uh, wow. Was really, yeah, it was awesome. It was incredible to watch. <laughs> Has that... Now, how is this... How involved are you in the curating process? I mean, because there's got to be some times when you you guys are, you know, throwing up some names on a board and then you contact them and they're like, I fucking hate that guy. Like, no, I would never do that. Or is it or generally you get it right and you know ahead of time and they're always into the, the, the super jam that you have an idea for? Or how does oh, that? Oh, no. It's, well, we always got to throw it out to a lot of people. It's always, yeah. it's, it's a, it's, it's, an, it's an undertaking and a half. It's, yeah. um, um, you know, Paul Peck, uh, has been doing the super jams for us for years and has, has done an amazing job and he's he's got a talent for it uh of being able to corral everyone and you know get horn charts together do the whole thing make sure everyone's you know getting together and choosing the songs and you know there's a whole a whole, whole thing but um yeah. you know we've gotten obviously at this point pretty good at getting that rolled out how did d'angelo happen though that one seemed like it came out of nowhere. yeah that that was quest love um okay yeah we we were working with him on the super jam he's like man i got this idea i think i might be able to get Angelo to come out we're like yes <laughs> wow you do that <laughs> I mean so this is now some it's it's such it's it's become it's taken on a life of its own that you must be approached by artists to with ideas for these now like that yeah you know it's mostly still us coming to certain people we will usually you know um sit and brainstorm on a bunch of ideas of um sort of themes general themes and or just you know we usually start with like a central person like you know mm-hmm. one year it was um dan arbach from the black keys yeah and then we had him you know p- put him together with dr john um oh wow you know oh. and then filled out the rest so a lot of times you know we'll start with someone an anchor person who will then you know you know give their input on how, you know what they'd like to do what they'd like to see and we kind of just sort of start building it out from there awesome yeah, yeah i mean i'm that's high on my list for this year is to to make it to the super jam yeah you definitely need to so, do that well so what is um what's your all-time favorite super jam that you just you know <sighs> all-time favorite super jam that's tough, that's tough um one. i would have to say um you know the one uh, a couple years ago, two years ago, I believe it was, where we had um, R. Kelly and Billy Idol, oh. um, oh, you know, among other things, was was probably one of the best we've ever done. It was pretty incredible. People were. I remember I was there uh, when because R. Kelly played like main stage or something. Yeah, right? it was yeah. second stage, but second yeah, second stage. And I remember people coming back from R. Kelly's show, and they were just like, "Dude, <laughs> that guy just fucking." There were dubs, I think. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He, he like came in from the he was like on top of the main, uh, of the stage and like got lowered down wow. it was pretty yeah, it was pretty amazing i mean <laughs> there's so much you really got to do your homework before you arrived to bonnaroo because there's so much to see that if you 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 got to you got to have your game plan because there's some walking involved uh, but i mean the way you guys that's that's like got to be a whole separate art form too because you do have stuff all happening at the same time. So yeah, you got to you don't want to make people too conflicted. So you got to know well like maybe all the people who want to go see R. Kelly aren't going to want to go see artist B. You yeah, know? We, we definitely always look at the schedule and try and 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 put the you know artists in positions where they're not going against people who are in, you know yeah. too similar. I mean obviously it still happens sometimes. It's just uh, kind of inevitable. But you know that's kind of half the fun too. Is like you you can't see everything. It's it's impossible. But that's why you can keep keep coming back year after year and yeah. see different stuff and have different experiences. And that's actually what I think is some of the you know best parts of festivals like that is discovering stuff. You know, you stumble into a show you never would have you know um, uh, seen otherwise and find something new that you love. So, so last year you had, um, I mean it was a, it was a pretty big big year for your headlining artist there. With uh, Kanye well, West McCartney. coming back, well, Paul, Paul McCartney, you know, obviously <laughs> doesn't get much bigger than that. No, he doesn't get much bigger than that. That's pretty big. But the the Kanye West performance is more what I was thinking about there. Um, that was uh, that was a that was a big one for you guys to bring him back. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was definitely a little polarizing. You know, yeah. uh, it was uh, definitely a unique situation when he first played, uh, and uh, but you know he's one of the greatest performers of our time. I mean, he's, you know, uh, and, and artists of our time, really. I mean, the music he makes is, is unbelievable, and the shows he puts on are unbelievable, and that's, you know, really, you know, we, we love a good redemption story, and, like, you know, we wanted him to come back and, and know he's welcome and just to, you know, do more great artists. 
I, I mean, I had never seen him before, and I, I had a chance to see him that first uh, first half of his set, and it was it was pretty incredible. Yeah, and, and actually, that that first time he played, that was one of the <laughs> a lot of my friends. It's one of their favorite moments of Bonnaroo history uh, because you know Kanye West played so late that he ended up the sun came up. Yeah. <laughs> and so all my friends were like, you know, basking in the sun, watching Kanye West at six or 7 a.m. or whatever it was. During the glow in the dark tour. During the glow in the dark tour. Pretty amazing. That's pretty fun. But, you know, my, all my friends think it was like one of the best moments ever. So cool. Yeah, that's, um, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. And, and I got the t-shirt too, which is really what I just wanted the t-shirt. <laughs> so that I could wear it because people like I wear it all the time and then people are like oh did you see him and I'm like well come on I'm not going to wear a guy's tour shirt and not have gone and seen him on the tour yes that's the whole reason I went to see him so I could wear this t-shirt totally. I'm sure shirt. it's impossible but can you pinpoint a favorite set over all these years um, yeah well to, and then if we this was actually sort of a super jam too um, but probably my favorite show was uh, we did Daryl Hall and, uh, and Chromeo together oh, wow which was really, really special. So it was basically like classic Hall Notes songs with the Chromeo infused, you know. Weirdness. Yes, it was It was absolutely That's awesome. amazing. That, that reminds me of um, uh, the Guga Muga. Was that Hall Notes was the, oh, yeah. the headliner? Because I remember when we first, that was a crazy, the first year of Guga Muga was a crazy year for me. It was, uh, we, were, we were doing, we basically were just like saying yes to everything. So we were doing all kinds of stuff. We had done, you know, the Freeze Art Fair for the first time. We did uh, more pop-ups than we'd ever done. So we were all over the place. And on my calendar was Guga Muga. And I was like, oh, this is staying at Guga Muga. This, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. It's got a great name, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> and uh, it, I, I, I've always I've been a huge uh, – I was a huge fan for the two years you guys did it. Um, but then it was coming closer, and uh, – they were like, Hall of Notes is going to be the headlining act. I was like, what? The yeah. f- we were really psyched to get them. I mean, it's just, and they're still great. And it was just, it was awesome. Just, I mean, and it was like, any more classic than that. The sun, it was, the sun was like going down. It wasn't dark by any means. I mean, it's, it's pretty much an entirely daytime festival. Yep. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was just like families and like people had, massive, massive sing along. Yeah. Everyone had eaten and they were just laying on the grass. And it was, it was awesome. I was a huge, do you guys ever have any plans to bring something like that back again or revive the Guga Muga concept yeah, anywhere? Yeah, definitely. We're, we're working on it. We're, um, you know, trying to find, um, you know, uh, the right place and, and, and kind of and tweak things. But we're definitely looking to, to bring something back on those, on the same level. Because, I mean, as a, as a concept, you guys were definitely ahead of your time. I mean, this is something that all the music festivals are doing now. I mean, you, like when I was first started going to festivals... You know, like Lollapalooza or whatever, you know, in high school. Um, you know, you go and there's just like the French fry stand and the shitty pizza slice place, and the you know, I mean, it was like just like th- treating these people like cattle. Like, I mean, it was just like the most. I mean, respect. It's hard work to to make food for that many people on the road yep. to, to all those people who do it. But you guys have been pioneers in this kind of like upping the level of like the food because it's a demand now from from the festival goers yeah no doubt and and we're seeing that across all the events that we do you know there has to be you know much higher level food people expect that and uh you know we're really excited to continue you know um doing more stuff in that world you know we're like i was saying before we're passionate about food and drink and so you know something we want to you know continue to do and you know be creative in and and try and do some unique new stuff. I got it. Can I? I have an idea for you. Well, actually, it's an idea that we've actually done a little bit before. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep putting this one out here until we do it big time. Is the Urban Renaissance Fair? Yeah, again. I love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> we did it briefly at Guggenmuga year two, and the weather was not very good, and it was gonna be the next day was gonna be great, but the weather got worse. But. Man, dude, we could do it. It's like great. I'm down. Let's do it. Medieval food, a falconer, <laughs> you know, uh, like we had need. Yeah, we had people in full suits of armor dancing to full service tiki disco. <laughs> full suit of armor, full service. Jack, yeah, yeah. And are we together on this, this one? This is a no brainer. I mean, yeah, right. Magic. We already have the formula. It's ready to go. Cloaks. I mean, you know. <laughs> With the the Game of Thrones phenomenon Turkey that's sweeping legs. the nation, people are waiting for this kind of thing to happen. They're clamoring for it. Vikings. 
All right. Love it. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to cut my hair until we do it again. <laughs> I hope you don't either. <laughs> and I think let's, we'll, let's, let's do some brainstorming. We'll get this uh, Urban Renaissance Fair back on the books. Yes. Some turkey legs and mead. 2015. Definitely. 2015. It's on. 2016 at the latest. God damn it. <laughs> um, oh, man. Kerry, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, appreciate it, man. It was great. Uh, yeah. That best bet. All right. I'm going to go ahead and say best guest ever. Yep. <laughs> I mean, because, <laughs> because I nailed the pizza. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, the rest of the stuff was really awesome and fascinating, but you just you aced the pizza quiz. No one will. And, and no one can just copy that now. So they have to come up with something else. But they can't because there's no other better answer. So you won. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> Great minds think alike. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And Jack from the past thanks you for having uh, Tom Morello play with Tool. Oh, yeah. That back was in the a day. special oh, moment for sure. dude. Yeah. That's so, brilliant. Thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> ra- rage Against, we did Rage Against the Machine at a festival we did in Vegas called Vegus. Uh, actually, that was one of our <laughs> co- coolest lineups we ever did. We had Daft Punk with the um, Pyramid Tour. Headliner one night, and then the next night was Radiance Machine. It was absolutely oh my god! Crazy. You have a you have I mean, a fun job. I in. thought I had a fun job. <laughs> yeah, really. You really you you're you're living the dream, bro. That's yeah. awesome, Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll see you guys at Bonnaroo, right? Indeed. Yeah. Get your early tickets, Roberta's Heritage Radio listeners. Yeah, and if you don't uh, already follow the Bonnaroo Instagram. Go ahead and sign up for that because they have cool stuff that's uh, information. And if you don't already follow the Roberta's Instagram, at Roberta's Pizza, do it now. You could be our 10,000 follower right this second. What do they get? Uh, well, there, we're, there's going to be a holiday awesome giveaway soon. So. Can we have the 10,000th follower on Roberta's radio? Yes. Yeah, just D- contact us. Direct message me. I'm millennium at, uh, wait, no, at millennium underscore Falco, two L's, two N's. Yeah, we'll make that happen. Direct message me. Awesome. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and uh, next week on Roberta's radio, like I said, the history of Christmas with uh, Chef Eric and Zorm. So you definitely don't want to miss that. It's Roberta's Radio is live every Tuesday at 7. Subscribe on iTunes, heritageradionetwork.org. We will see you guys next week. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>